welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat with Zach. And today I am joined by Sydney Phillips. Hi, Sydney. How are you? Hello. I'm so happy to be here. I'm great. No, thank you so much for coming on this episode. I'm so excited to jump right in. And as you guys know, this episode is called Let's Chat About Being an Actor. And as you guys know, like I moved to LA eight months ago now, which is crazy how time be flying. I came across Sydney a couple months ago. We connected over LinkedIn, got met up in person for, for lunch, and I got to hear a little bit more about her story. And I just thought she'd be a great guest for season two. So without further ado, Sydney, let's just hop right into it. Of course. Yeah, let's do it. So you are currently an actor in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. actively mm -hmm. working in the movie TV business. Do you want to take a moment to tell the listeners more about your experience navigating the industry? Yeah, of course. So so I've been acting since I was six. Jeez Louise. Um, I'm originally from Arizona. Um, there's a lot of musical theater out there, but I, um, at a young age, had reps out in LA. So my parents would be get like an audition late at night and fly there, get a rental oh, wow. car, drive back. Yeah, no, it was, it was super cool. Um, and then uh, we we took a six month, my dad took a six month sabbatical when I was in third grade. Uh, he was a professor at ASU and we stayed out here for six months. That's when I got my first gig. Um, I was a, a co-star on the soap opera Passions. Um, so I was oh, wow. SAG eligible ever since then. That's I was crazy. SAG eligible from the ages of like seven to I don't know, 2020 was when I joined the union. So yeah. yeah. Um, um, and then I moved out here when I was 16, midway through my junior year, finished high school at Burbank High, because uh, I got some great agents out here and continued to audition until I went to college. I went to USC in the School of Dramatic Arts, studied theater there, um, continued doing <laughs> musical theater, period. Yes, continued doing <laughs> musical theater, straight theater, film and television. Obviously, there's they're known for the film school. So it was a great yeah. opportunity to collaborate with young film students um and uh ever since I graduated I've been out here do doing the grind I mean it's it's tough but it's a marathon not a sprint mm -hmm. and um I'm 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 here no that's, I'm <laughs> that's I didn't realize that you started the game so young very young like, very very young so, yeah. I mean first of all it's nice that you had parents that allowed you to you know pursue your dreams and, and what you're passionate 100%. about because I remember <laughs> when I was little, like, I think like I would hear those like random little things on like the radio where it's like, oh, if you want to be on Disney, call this number, blah, blah, blah. And my friends would, all, yeah. <laughs> would always be like, boy, stop. Nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. I mean, there's so many, there were so many scams. Luckily, my, my parents weren't in the industry at all. Mm -hmm. So like, to be fair, they couldn't like compete with like the stage moms of yeah. Los Angeles, but they really were supportive and they're smart. So, so I think we avoided getting like scammed quite often um which is a true blessing my parents are just incredible no, yeah, that's for that, that's honestly. amazing and then you obviously went to the iconic usc which i feel like is right you know known for building all these amazing actors and people within the film industry and you know yeah. being at usc in la for four years like you're already in it whereas like mm -hmm. I, for me i i mean i told my parents this like uh, when I graduated, when we were at our graduation dinner, they asked if I had any regrets about going to school in DC. And mm. I, I didn't have regrets on, you know, the friends I made, obviously the teachers that I was um, introduced with. However, I d did feel a little regretful that I didn't go to school out here just because I applied. Sure. Um, so context, I applied to 32 colleges and universities <laughs> in the country. Um, and I had my heart set on either New York or 
California, particularly LA and California. And I think most of the schools I applied to were in either New York City or LA. And I think my parents always thought I had this like idealistic view of the entertainment industry and then Mm -hmm. more specifically California and LA because being in the industry has never been like a surprising like a shock factor to them like I've always known I wanted to be in it since I was probably like not to be dramatic but like five six like Mm -hmm. I don't know I've always kind of known same I mean literally same yeah (laughs) no yeah so I was like I hate it I regret it that I didn't go to school out here because I feel like with my experience in DC I had like what eight internships or whatever imagine doing all those internships in the entertainment industry and Mm -hmm. get like experience on agency side studio side independence like whatever whereas you know I graduated college in May and then I didn't get my first real entertainment gig until I came out here for my postgraduate internship at Disney and I did have an academy internship like the summer prior, but with yeah. COVID, like everything was virtual, which sucked because that would have been so <sighs> fucking been iconic. It. Like, yeah. oh, that would have been so amazing. And yeah. um, I was like the second cohort during the pandemic because I was in summer 2021. So there was a small chance that we were going to be in person. But then it was like one of those situations where they like yanked it like last minute. But I still was able to build somewhat of a foundation because just like you, my parents had like no I mean, they have no connection to the industry. Mm -hmm. Both doctors. I have no family out here. Like I have one cousin that's out here, but she's, you know, older. She has her own friend. Like she's been out here for a minute. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, try to, you know, see her from like at least once a month for like a dinner or lunch or something. But that's like kind of it. Cause you know, we have our own lives and also like I'm way younger than her. And so, and I don't want to be like dependent on her for anything. And so, yeah, like it's crazy to even get out here because I feel like getting out to LA is like the big step unless you you know already lived in the uh, LA area so I took that as like my first big move and when I started my internship I realized oh shoot like this is definitely like a hustle and grind industry like Mm -hmm. right off the bat because I found out Mm -hmm. that like in my internship I I was the only intern in my department uh, and I was a publicity internet searchlight studio and I beat out like over 2,000, 3,000 people for that spot, which I didn't know until like a month and a half in once I got more comfortable with my manager and, you know, we were being very transparent about things. But I was like, God damn, imagine all those, because, you know, when you apply for stuff, you just think like, okay, they're like bots and shit, but you just submit your resume, cover letter, recommendation, like whatever. And then you're like, okay, I shot my shot. We'll see what happens. And more times than none, like you either get ghosted or you don't get it. And Mm -hmm. so- I, yeah, like I was so stunned to, to realize that I got that position. And that I think for me, cause I was a little, I don't know, I was a little taken aback that by the fact that I was graduating with and starting an internship, not like a real job. Whereas my friends who were all in different industries, which I think for me, I have to keep that in mind. Cause it's, you know, very easy to compare yourself to other people uh, when they had, you know, full-time offers either you know, right at graduation or like the summer or semester before graduation. And I really had to take a moment to think like, okay, wait, I, it's already tough enough to get into industry without knowing anyone. And then I have like the geographical aspect to it as well. Cause being in DC on the other side of the country, not really having, cause like entertainment opportunities in DC are very like, obviously politically orientated, oriented, which just means literally like a news anchor or like a political commentator or analyst, which 
I knew was not me and being in DC for the last four years like that shit was <laughs> like, I was like let me leave let me go to LA and so yeah but I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity but you know being out here and being immersed in this hustle environment is really I don't know I feel like it's very eye-opening for sure yeah yeah for sure um so I don't know I guess that leads me to my next question uh did you always know you'll want to be entertainment or in the industry? I know you said you started when you were so young, but was that more your parents' influence or was that, you know, you always kind of knew internally? It was one of those, I mean, who knows? You know, when you're a kid, you know, but for me, I was a very, very shy child. I was so, oh my God, if someone looked at me, I would just start crying. Yeah. Um, Someone bumped into me. I was, oh, I was just ridiculous. So um like it was one of those like found at a mall like your daughter is cute dude she want to do manga class and my mom was like just get her into stuff like we had tried gymnastics like you know it was yeah you're at that age so she was like yeah let's try these like boys and confidence classes let's try theater and and it wasn't like because we got to get her famous it was just like let's Mm -hmm. give her an activity maybe she'll come out of her shell and there's something about the discipline of it I was never like an outgoing child I'm a lot more outgoing now but I was never like Duh, you know until yeah. I got into theater because I enjoyed um like I said the discipline the um the rehearsal the lines the the waiting patiently I, I just loved it yeah. um and so that's that's I guess how I got into it and then as I got older I had to make sure that I was doing it for the right reasons like I'm not gonna I was, then there was a phase where I was like well I just want to be Hillary Duff I just want to be Raven <laughs> you know yeah um and then it's like okay cool Mm-hmm. So fame, fortune, whatever. But what if yeah. that doesn't happen? Do you still want to do it? You like know, every child, so that's, yeah. yeah, of course. And so like, as I, before I moved to Burbank and then before, especially before I went to college, I was like making sure that I loved, loved the craft still, um, mm. you know, and I do so good. <laughs> no, like that's, I feel like that's so important too. Like if for someone that starts, starts the game so young. And mm-hmm. I mean, for me, like my, you know, my mom, my mom asked me if I ever thought about it because I've done um, acting related uh, programs and stuff before, but I never really saw myself as an actor because I felt like sure. I could never memorize the lines. Like, and the oh, fact that you were doing this since you like, were so little. That's just like how brains work. I mean, that's like yeah. memorizing lines is like such a small part of it. I happen mm-hmm. to be very good at memorizing lines, but you get used to it you Girl, get that's so a big part of it. it you don't know your lines ah whatever <laughs> it's it's there's more important things <laughs> um so I don't know like I feel like for me coming out to LA I've always also realized that there's endless opportunities and just because you're kind of in one lane one track doesn't mean like that's the end all be all and I don't know I feel like that's very exciting even though like everybody's out here trying to be some quote-unquote be something um maybe not like be famous famous but like just build a name for themselves exactly. At least, I mean that's what I want to do um mm-hmm. and who knows maybe that's in acting or maybe I come across a project down the line you never know but I think for me yeah. I really had to unlearn to like limit myself and because coming out of college and the school I was in the environment I was in was very goal oriented which is good but there was like a negative aspect to it where it's like you were kind of looked down upon if you didn't graduate with a certain amount of internships and you were kind of mm-hmm. like I don't know, people will kind of look at you weird if like you weren't consistent within your major. Like, they'd be like, okay, wait, your major is this, but you got an internship in this. Like, how does that correlate? Like when you That's graduate, weird. you're not going to be doing this, that that what your internship is, you're going to be what doing what your major is. 
And like hearing that at 18, where, you know, a lot of people are coming from different backgrounds, obviously. And, you know, some people didn't even have like final exams in, in high school. And now they got to be out here mm. multiple internships a year, which is, I think, such a big learning curve. And yeah. there were definitely moments or parts of that experience that I feel like prepared me for the industry and being out here in LA. But I think the stuff of, okay, wait, I got my degree in PR publicity, but that doesn't mean I have to stay in that if I want to. No, bro, undergrad does not matter. Like, let's stop pretending like it does. You're going to supposed to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life when you're 18 years old. Please be serious. Yeah. Like, are you, like, are you joking? Yeah. If that works out for some people, cool, but like, don't be married to it. It's totally fine. And I feel like it doesn't work out for most people. I would agree. (laughs) (laughs) Like most people change their major multiple times in four years. And I don't know, I've always wanted to go to USC. Like I hate that I didn't go because when I was getting to these schools in New York and LA, they were all film. Like, the you know, when you apply, you have to select like a major or whatever that you want to pursue. And everything was film oriented or creative oriented in some aspect. And so, uh, you know, I was applying all these film programs and my mom was the one that was like, oh, I think you should go to a more liberal arts education, diversify your undergrad experience. And then if you still want to pursue film, like go to film school, narrow in on whatever that is post-grad, which I feel like in Mm -hmm. hindsight made sense. But in the moment I was like, girl, how am I going to tell LMU no? How am I going to tell NYU no? Like what? Like that's not okay. And you know, everything I think does happen for a reason. I'm so fortunate of, you know, my experiences in DC, but it did make me realize, or I think solidify, my passion and what I want to do even more just because I wasn't a resident around it so I I guess moms always know best I don't know (laughs) uh unfortunately they are always right but I also just want to say like how how was your experience going to USC a school that in the last what couple years was under fire for Mm -hmm. the yeah the mission scandal yeah yeah, the admission scandal, which I think happened by end of my freshman year. And yeah. a lot of you, a lot of people, I guess the responses to that weren't that shocking. But obviously a school of yeah. that caliber, it has to have affected the student body or something. So I think I had just graduated because mm-hmm. I graduated a semester early. So I think that okay. happened my fake senior spring semester, if okay. I remember correctly, because I was still around. Yeah. Um, and I remember like not being surprised because I, I didn't know that it was illegal. Everyone, like, I remember everyone around was like, I mean, yeah, people yeah. pay their way and just like, duh, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> they just got caught. Weekend, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess it's illegal now. Sure. sure. Um, <laughs> um, it has not affected my life really at all. It was kind of the gag at the moment, but like, yeah. no one's been like, you can't get a job because USC it was under a scandal five years ago. <laughs> like, please, like, yeah. uh, no, no one, no one actually cares about rich people doing illegal things. So, yeah. and I'm not one of those rich people. So <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with me. Um, but USC itself was a great experience. Um, like definitely not for everybody, but I mm-hmm. thrived in my communities. I made formed communities for myself. I chose to stay yeah. on Somerville, which was the black floor my freshman year um which was important to me I grew up grew up in Arizona and I didn't have really any black friends yeah um so I um Somerville was pivotal in my experience at USC absolutely pivotal those girls are still my closest friends then I had my theater friends which for the most part were white 
and they were also pivotal in my experience you know so mm. i had my my theater friends which t had to be white tend to be white and my black friends and um they literally made me who i am today mm -hmm. professionally personally um socially all of those good things yeah. so um yeah i didn't go greek there's a huge greek community um white greek community at yeah. usc i chose not to do that um but i know that some people find benefit in that i suppose mm -hmm. but my friends were um real yes. <laughs> no shade yes. but they you know i <laughs> i still i i've seen people from college i mean all last week from all different sorts and it's i'm very yeah. very grateful for the community that usc provided me with yeah. I mean, let's let's take a moment to talk about theater because I feel like we're both theater people. And I think for me, I don't know if I told you, like I've always been involved in theater in some aspect, hmm. maybe not to the level you have because, oh, please. Girl, <laughs> um, but ever since I was little, like in elementary school, like I was always into plays, musicals, like I'm a Broadway fanatic, like yeah. I watch all the oh, film adaptations yeah. and everything. And I stopped being in productions like when I got to college mm -hmm. uh, just because I don't know I wanted to try other things and I didn't I also just didn't um, really resonate with the theater film community at AU it, first of all it was okay. barely even you know existing because sure. it's not a theater school um, but uh, you know I had I had I you know can remember font memories like growing up in elementary middle high school and being a part of such amazing productions and I think for me high school was like the best part of my life that when I was in theater and I think being in being part of being a part of live productions is just so there's something exhilarating about there's it something about and it yeah we, I don't know how you, your guys' school did it but in high school we would have a uh, fall musical winter play and like spring play but the winter was like a one act thing um mm -hmm. and then spring like spring play so it was like fall musical spring play and I for some reason always gravitated more towards the musicals than the plays even though mm -hmm. I was part of you know both um and we had some pretty dope musicals we had what did I you remember, guys do so my freshman year this was uh, uh fall of 2014 it was Shrek mm -hmm. And then nice. uh, my next year, sophomore year, it was Mary Poppins, fall 2015. And then the year after that was uh, Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. And then my senior year, it was called Crazy for You. I know Crazy and, for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just such a blast. And I also got, you know, experience working on the various crews at, at my high school, um, props, production and, and whatnot. So, and then also during high school, I don't know if I told you, the summer going into my sophomore year so that summer 2015 I um went to I did a program at uh the New York Film Academy for like oh four very months. cool and I think that was like the most form like the first like formal theatrical thing I've ever done because everything before that was either like elementary middle school high school productions and I mean my high school productions were pretty pretty epic like we I think our theater was um our theater was the second club that got like the most funding or whatever after like oh, wow. sports which I feel like is not really heard um but yeah uh, that's a good theater program no yeah it was a great looking thinking about it now like it was a really great theater program and um all the leads of like the musicals plays like went on to like actually go to Broadway oh, very so cool. I don't know that that part is cool um uh, but you know summer going to my sophomore year the program I did at the New York Film Academy it was a kind of 
like melting pot experience where it's like I got a taste of everything. So you had I had acting experience, screenwriting experience, directing experience. And at the end, we had to come up with our short film. I think that was Very like the cool. like our quote unquote capstone or whatever project at the end. And like through that, we got to cast people and, um, you know, we had different sessions, writing sessions, acting sessions. I don't know. It was a bunch of stuff. And then also living in New York for a summer by myself was just right, iconic. so iconic. And we stayed, I think, in the NYU dorms or something like that. And so I was really getting that New York experience. And yeah, I just really, I think, fell in love with performing um, even mm. more. And I think that program really made me realize there's so much more in terms of entertainment like I feel like entertainment is such a very broad industry or broad term um and so much can fall after that and then obviously with the rise of social media and TikTok and stuff like that I think it's evolved even more but I wanted to learn more about your uh acting experience or theater experience at USC because I know your first I think it was your freshman year you got Sandy in Greece yeah which is literally <laughs> so cool <laughs> Yeah, that was a big deal. It's still, yeah. it's like a running joke in my family and my friends. They'll be like, I mean, I've been recognized at the club. I've been recognized Stop. in West Not Hollywood. I'm so serious. There was this girl like looking at me across the club and I was like, wow. And then she leaned over like the dancing cowboys at Flaming Saddle. She goes, did you go to UNC? I was like, yeah. She goes, were you Sandy in Greece? I was like, are you, are we allowed to curse on here? Yeah, yes. You can. Oh my God. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? My yeah. friends like lost their shit. And it was like years after, bro. So yeah, yeah I played Sandy and Greece my freshman year, which was which was wonderful. Um, mm -hmm. I, I didn't play any leads in Arizona. I, um, I don't want to say why. I have no idea why, but I have a few ideas. Um, <laughs> but as soon as I came out here, um, immediately I was at first audition at USC because you're not allowed to do plays your fall, your first fall semester. Um, uh, so that was wonderful, very validating. And then throughout my time there, I, I did Joe and Little Women. I was the mistress in Evita. Um, I also did plays. Um, I did student-run stuff. I was a part of Musical Theater Repertory, MTR, which is a student-run organization um, that that we put on really, really good shows for like, you know, no money and um, just kids doing it. It was, I'm still very close with them as well. Um, yeah, and I think theater is a is one of those things where um, I'm very passionate about education in general. Yeah. And you know how like if you want to be a dancer, even if you want to be a hip hop dancer, you should take ballet. If you want to be a contemporary dancer, you should take ballet. If you want to be mm -hmm. a guitarist, you need to take piano. If you want to be a drummer, you should take piano. Like, yeah. like there's there's that core of each craft, and I think theater is the core of acting. Um, film acting is wonderful and specific and it's its own thing that mm -hmm. you still need to learn. But if you're just jumping into acting, you need to do theater. You need to yeah. understand the core of, of the craft. And yeah. I think that USC gave me that in a way that was um, still, I mean, it's so tangential to Hollywood. So it's not like we were just completely doing Shakespearean sonnets for four fucking years, <laughs> but it was, it was, yeah. it was, it was in depth and it was good. It, it was about as serious as you took it. And I took it very mm -hmm. seriously. So um, yeah, and then senior year, they have more like film integrated classes. Um, I took a screenwriting class as well, which was wonderful. And then I had a um, auditioning for film class, which mm -hmm. helped me with my self tape. I, this is, I bought this for. Oh, you got myself, the whole setup. Tape. Well, I bought that for my class senior semester. And, oh, um, wow. you know, so they, they teach you because of our proximity to. Yeah, everything. Um, <laughs> LA, I mean, yeah, to everything. So I, I was really, um, it was really great. I love theater. I, I think theater is 
not appreciated enough. There's not enough money in it for anyone. And um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll always see my friends' shows in the 99C block, uh, back, black boxes, excuse me, on Melrose or in Bumblefuck East Hollywood. I don't care. I'm going. I yeah. love theater. I love live no, theater. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing and like I- it. No, 100%. And I think all the great actors too, like they, they all have to have a love for the craft and they all have to have some form of, um, you know, experience with, with theater and acting. And I know Denzel for, for one to name in, in particular, like he started in plays like, and he's mm-hmm. Denzel, like he's like most like played. major, major actors have a, like t- taken seriously. Actors have come yeah. from a theater background, whether it's school, whether it's, they did it as a child, whether they came from mm-hmm. Broadway, like, and like that's there's a reason for that. And there's yeah. a reason people always talk about the Brits taking our jobs, quote unquote, but it's because the British, I did a semester in London when I was mm-hmm. in school too, the British value theater a lot more than Americans do. Um, there's more money in it. There's government subsidies for mm-hmm. theater and that that we don't have the the um we just don't have that here. Yeah. So so that's why they're taking our jobs because mm-hmm. they they all respect the craft. They're not just like the prettiest person at their high school and get <laughs> signed immediately to Buckwald like it's, yeah. it's they care about it um I went to Bada which is British American Drama Academy That's in cool. uh, Regent's Park uh, it That's was just dope. truly an um, incredible incredible experience I miss God. I miss London ah, I miss London it's crazy I I was supposed to go study abroad my junior year but obviously COVID took that shit away from oh, me oh but... no, you're, you're breaking my heart what's your favorite musical oh Wicked easy same easy it was and it was also my this? first it was my first ever musical I saw on Broadway. I think I was like oh. seven, eight. Wicked was my first show that I saw professional, not on Broadway, but it was the tour. Yeah. It came through to ASU Gamage. It was the first show that I saw that wasn't like my community theater stuff that mm-hmm. I did. And I was like, what is this? Like so, so good. I hate to say it because it's like considered quote unquote basic, but like no, sorry, I know. Wicked is good. It's I iconic. saw it on Broadway last summer and I was like, like good. I want to go see it again. It's so I've like, seen it five times. I've seen so it five good. times. Ridiculous. It's so good. Um that's <laughs> that's my number one. Uh a close. I mean, I think that's the only only musical I can distinctly say is my favorite. These are a couple, I feel like if I could just put them in like one group in second place. Honorable mention. Yes. Lion King, Aladdin, Hamilton. And um, yeah, I feel like those those three are like my next set. Gotcha. Because I grew up, again, I think Lion King was my second. And when I saw all that shit come down the aisle, I was like, shut the fuck up. And it was Africa. (laughs) I was like, God damn. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Like like, literally. And then Hamilton, I saw like three times. With you, the first time was with the original in 2016. Which- Oh, very cool. Scene, because I also watched the- the, Disney Plus. Disney Plus adaptation, um, which is cool. But Mm -hmm. to like see- like once it blows up because like no one knows what's gonna blow up these days but knowing that I saw the OG Hamilton like the Lin-Manuel yeah um and that cast like it's incredible it's incredible like Philip like it's just so yeah good um and then I saw it like again in DC and stuff but I'm really happy that they did the whole Disney plus thing like that's awesome I think theater should be more accessible but it doesn't compare to being in real life like it never will it never will but I'm I'm still grateful that they did that I think they should do that for more shows and Aladdin is my favorite um, animated Disney film. So when that was adapted to a Broadway mm-hmm. musical, I was like, I gotta go see this. Like, gotta see it. And it was with the OG genie who won his. T- oh, what's his fucking? Yes, he's won his phenomenal. So fucking he's in a good. Lot of stuff. And he's, I watched I've his performance at the Tony Awards, and it was just like, 
god damn like you just know when people are gonna win like I feel like you just know mm-hmm. once you see a performance you're like he or she got that's it in the back like that's mm-hmm. it um but yeah I I I wish I lived in New York for theater like if I could Same. just like walk I would over spend to all like, my Broadway. money on the oh. I would spend all of my every time I go I went to New York twice last year yeah like I don't have the money to be spending on shows and yet no. I keep doing it yeah over and over oh my again. god dear Evan Hansen that was the one so fucking good I love Dear Evan You like Hansen. Dear Really? I'm not a fan of Dear Evan Hansen. I liked it. I think I it's, liked it. yeah. But, I, uh, um, Wicked Girl, I like Into the Woods. I like oh my God, Into the Woods was so good. Into the Woods is one of my favorite shows. Sondheim just... is, I mean, the king, so. Fuck. I mean, I guess I can't pick a second. It's just all so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and hard. yeah, it's so hard. But then again, like, I don't think, like, it's so, I feel like people don't give enough respect to those that are on Broadway doing eight shows a week and making them top tier like top tier sometimes twice a day and I'm like yeah bro like yeah y'all should get paid more like, they really should crazy uh but that kind of brings me to my next question which I know that you recently were a producer on the Disney Play LA which is the public reading of an unproduced screenplay about the death of Walt Disney by Lucas nice. Nath nice. do you want yeah. To, yeah I was like girl am I gonna fuck up that <laughs> fuck up that class? <laughs> oh <laughs> do you want to take a, a second to talk more about your experience and your involvement with that project so I'm so we're still in the middle of the project actually okay. um so I'm producing a production of a play yes. that is confusingly called a public reading of an unproduced screenplay about the death of Walt Disney. Um, yes. It's written by a playwright, Lucas Nath, who's very young, contemporary, um, in the scene playwright. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has been a really, really rewarding experience. Uh, my roommate, Brian Eckert, is directing. He put it up. Um, and uh you know we are self-producing this we are raising the money we are doing the damn thing it is super stressful but it's been incredible i think it uses a lot of my personal skills and um the resources that i have like being in la for 10 years it'll be 10 Mm -hmm. years on valentine's day um and uh i'm very organizational and i'm very social and i'm very i can be a little bossy you know all those things are kind of coming together and um, yeah, we open in two two weeks from tomorrow. So uh, January 19th wow. is is our um, opening day. And it's been an incredible experience. Our cast is phenomenal. We used, we, um, um, we used a non-traditional casting in regards to gender and race. So it's not just like an old 60-year-old white man playing Walt should, Disney. It's yes. like, it, it, for us, it's not about like, ooh, diversity. It's more mm-hmm. about like telling the story in a more layered, nuanced way makes it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we have a non-binary woman playing Walt, white woman. We have a, um, um, an Asian man playing, uh, or Middle Eastern man playing Roy, the brother, a uh, mm-hmm. Filipina non-binary woman playing the daughter and a black man playing um, the son-in-law. So it is, it's just interesting. It's yeah. fun. It's young artists, um, making cool shit on, on our own. Yeah. And that's that's the kind of stuff that brings me fulfillment. I don't get fulfillment from my two-line co-star auditions for a CW show. Mm-hmm. I don't, sorry. That yeah. would be so cool. My parents would be so excited to see me on TV. Cool. <laughs> However, for me, I find fulfillment yeah. in this kind of ragtag group of group of people. Of, of incredibly talented. Brian is incredibly talented. I'm just happy to be able to assist in, in the ways that I can and the fundraising and the marketing and the um, moral support and everything. So, um 
yeah i'm really really excited for it so i don't know when this episode will be published but mm -hmm. please buy tickets to the show oh, if it's before january 19th um we run for one weekend at the mel at the zephyr theater on melrose um and it'll it's like an hour and a half show no intermission we'll have drinks like it's very um meta contemporary theater about you know the world and yes. um powerful men that that ha can see a new way of living, you know, like the mm -hmm. Jeffrey Bezoses and the Elon Musk, but it's like, how are they going about it? You know, and yeah. Walt, this fake Walt that is, you yeah. know, written for the play, it's all very meta, <laughs> but you know, it, is, it wants to create this, but it's like, at what cost, you know, at mm -hmm. what cost to to who? He wants this legacy, he doesn't want to die, he wants to control yeah. his, his environment. And um, it raises a lot of questions and it also weirdly humanizes these men who I personally do not like <laughs> these billionaires, yeah. but you know, it, it's um you know that's the benefit of having a non-binary woman play Walt. you see mm -hmm. it a little differently you know yeah. so uh, wait so how did this yeah. like come about like did your I know you said your roommate was the director but did you guys yeah. collectively like know you wanted to produce this or no so it was when I tell you <laughs> so Brian moved from New York um 2021 and he it was an NYU student uh, in directing. He's extremely talented. He's assisted directed quite a number of huge directors. He's actually um, immediately after we closed assistant directing Sunday in the Park with George at the Pasadena Playhouse, which oh, is humongous. Wow. I mean, yeah. a humongous deal. Can't wait to see that one. I'm, I told you I'm a Sondheim girl. Um, but uh, he was, it was my birthday. It was November 26th and I was sitting drunk on my couch drinking Prosecco as one does yes. on her birthday. Yeah. And Ryan was like stressing out about, oh, we just need another hand. And I was like, Ryan, just let me do it. Just let me do it because he had wanted to do this play for a long time so yeah. he had found the venue already he had um bought the rights to the show that kind of stuff but we hadn't cast we, we hadn't done anything and i was like i'll just mm -hmm. come on as producer i ended up like taking a full full-on producer yeah. role which um which is great because again i like having control over things <laughs> um <laughs> And it's still, it's still creative. It's still artistic. And I still get to be in the theater scene, just not as yeah. an actor. So being on the other side of it has been just as fulfilling for me. Mm -hmm. I get to talk to the actors and sit in on rehearsals, sit in on the callback sessions, um, but also have a control of like, who's coming, who, who where are the reviewers coming from? Like, yeah. let's post the Instagram. Like I'm running the Instagram, all that kind of stuff that I'm really, really, um, it brings me a lot of joy. It's, a potential yeah. path I can see myself going down for sure Produ awesome. producerial route yeah I'm good at it <laughs> no that's awesome and does this like I mean is this like a side pro like do, is this your main time job or do you have another like because I know like you know being in LA like I feel like everyone has multiple hats so to speak or oh, you know 100%. they're trying to juggle a lot of things at once to quote-unquote be successful but yeah I just wanted to ask because I know that um obviously this is a very uh uh, this is a project that you're very passionate about um, but yeah. curious to see what else that you do yeah well so I'm working at a like I'm not getting paid for this at all like if, yeah. if we make money from it if <laughs> um, we'll get reimbursed and then we'll we'll split the profits between me Brian and our um, our production designer yeah. who are, we're all doing this unpaid but um I work I work at a restaurant I work at a restaurant in Beverly Hills it is decent money no it's, I'm sorry, it's great money I'm very grateful for it some phenomenal team they uh all came out to support we had a fundraising cabaret for the play and they oh. all came out and like donated oh. a bunch of money it was it was great and that's just about building community again like mm -hmm. i would love to not be in this goddamn restaurant but also mm -hmm. if i need to make money which a bitch does i'm really yes. glad that this is the way to do it it's still fairly flexible 
um, my bills are paid and I get to meet really incredible and talented people. Um, a lot of Wait, what's people, the name of, of your restaurant? It's called Avra in Beverly Hills. Okay. Um, it's on Beverly and Wilshire. Um, and it is way too fancy for me, but it is really good food. <laughs> I mean, those street and really names are very fancy. <laughs> yeah. We get all, we get all sorts of people. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. we get the one type of people, celebrities yeah. and like rich Beverly Hills people, like whoever you're picturing. Yes. That it's them. <laughs> and they are exactly how you picture they, um, they act. That's exactly how they act. <laughs> mm. Are they at least good tippers? Sometimes. <laughs> usually yes we're spoiled okay. we're a little spoiled i will say sometimes we're a little spoiled but um it's it's really good money yeah that's awesome that's and that day. you know that also gives you i guess what more flexibility to work on stuff that you know you are well you know, exactly yeah like i have a friend who um is an incredible playwright her name is zaria o'neill she went to usc with me undergrad she just finished her master's in playwriting at mm -hmm. usc again and she is i mean zaria o'neill you'll know her name very soon but she's doing a reading on Saturday. Um, and again, it's not paid. She just needs her first play right out loud. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of stuff that fulfills me, you know? Yeah. So I was like, shoot, I work on Saturday. I forgot. Really quick, swapped it. Great. Done. Now I have my Saturday free. Like it's, <sighs> it's, it is that simple, which I'm really grateful for mm -hmm. um, because I love, I just love doing whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, that's so crazy. I, I think for me, that was one of the biggest adjustments to coming out here. And, mm -hmm. you know, as someone who has always, because in college, like I've always been the type that kind of knew what was next. And if I didn't, I just had something lined up and I never really sure. was worried. And most of the time I had multiple shit happening at once. But as soon as I got out here, first thing I realized, okay, I didn't have a full-time job right away. So I was like, whoa, that's a big adjustment mark. Like moving to a big city, don't have a full-time job. Like thank God I have the parents that I have that supported me. Cause if, you know, at first I'm like a couple months leading up to graduation. I, I knew I was moving to LA. Like I, I wanted to, but my parents were skeptical. Cause at the, at that time I didn't have a job yet. And it took them a second to get used to the idea of me going out, coming out here alone. Uh, not only alone, but like mm. without nothing lined yeah. up. And they're both doctors. So they've been in school for God knows how long. Their and, whole life. Yeah. yeah so their traje career trajectory has been very streamlined and job security was always a thing. Like, yeah. you're never not going to be a doctor. And so it was, it was very different for them. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough to right before I graduated, got the internship. And I think for me, the first change in mindset was, okay, this is what gets me out here. Cause that, you know, that's the, that was the biggest barrier. Like, how am I going to get all my shit out here? Where am I going to live? I'm moving out here mm -hmm. alone at 21. Like, and, yeah. I, and I'm, I was familiar with LA and, and the area just cause I had family here and I've visited um, LA and, and California a, a fair amount of times growing up. So that part wasn't like scary. It was, that part was exciting. It was more so the uncertainty Mm -hmm. of not knowing where I was going to live, not knowing what I was going to do after my internship or whatnot. And then I think for me also, like, I I never really live in the moment. I think in the past, like, like I said, because I'm always thinking about the future, what's next. And that makes me not really same. appreciate, the, you know, the accomplishments or the success that I yeah. currently have going on. And uh, I think a little bit of that is pressure from my parents because like sure. I said, they're doctors. So they have like <laughs> degrees stacked on degrees on degrees. And, um, you know, coming out here, did my internship, 
which was four months, a lot of work and mm-hmm. long hours, which again, a sh- adjustment thing, but realized, okay, that's a thing across the board. No matter if you're an intern, full-time, on production, studio side, service worker, no matter what it is, it's long hours out here because everyone's trying to do the same thing. And mm-hmm. Then come, what, my last day of my internship was September 30th. So last day of September, so basically October. And I had nothing lined up. Mm. Like, obviously, during my internship, I was, like, interviewing, interviewing since, like, June. Like, actively trying to secure something. Because I know, like, you know, hiring and stuff, that takes time. And Of course. I end my internship, and I don't have anything. And I'm like, fuck me. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? And luckily, I wasn't going to club <laughs> every night during the summer so I had money saved from there you go. my internship um so that was that made me more confident in the fact that I didn't have anything lined up because I was like okay I have a little buffer and that period from October to December um so what those like two months didn't have a full-time job but that gave me the opportunity to dip my toe in other things and really take advantage of being out here like I in the summer I got set up with central casting and I always wanted to get experience on set like I said I mm. no acting experience professionally no nobody in the industry like that and mm-hmm. I had a friend that would tell me all the time like she was a background on one of these one of the shows that we both really love on HBO Max Sex Lives of College Girls mm-hmm. and I was like that's just such and obviously she's not on like you know she's not a um series regular or anything obviously but just to like be in that environment as someone that's always loved film and tv I was like you never know who you're gonna meet because that's another thing I learned mm-hmm. like being out here like you can run into fucking a uh, Walgreens and run to someone that knows someone that knows someone and so literally I think for me that was you know another thing that brought me outside of my comfort zone and so I started doing that and uh booking you know projects in, in that in that sense in that regard and I was doing like a couple of weekends you know there was like what 12 14 hour shoots and I met some great people interacting with the crew because PA has always also been an interest so I did some yeah. freelance PA work um, either getting that through like you know postings on like Facebook or uh, I guess referrals from people that I knew or developed relationships with and in addition starting this pocket podcast and you know all these creative because I, I realized that I'm such a creative at heart and that's something I don't want to yeah. lose. And yeah. I also realized I was in the position where I didn't necessarily have to get a job to get a job. Like I got no wife, no kids. Mm. So I have to, Hello? <laughs> <laughs> and I've been fortunate enough to graduate with no debt. So I was like, bro, this is such a great, perfect opportunity. Like you're young. This is the perfect time where you can do those long hours and grind it out. And um, that part was, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a little bit scary because I was like, fuck, like, I don't know what, how long I'm going to be quote unquote unemployed or whatnot. But I think for me, like, it's all about the mindset I learned to be not here too, because it's so easy to just get in that negative mindset. And that can have such a big effect um, on your life and your day to day. And once I switched that, I realized a shift and change of how I approached being out in LA and, you know, just think of, you know, about the fundamentals, like I'm here, like, I'm where I wanted to be. I manifested the fuck out of this. Like I have to take advantage of this. And um, yeah, so that going to your point about, you know, doing stuff and having that time to pursue, you know, passion projects or things that you're just, you know, that you're destined for or you want to want to do. And, you know, you being a server obviously is not a long-term thing for you. It's just something to help you get by while allowing you to pursue those creative um, 
interests for you. And I'm the same and way. I will say like every, everything, every small thing like mm-hmm. is for a reason. I know people say yeah. that all the time, but it's true. Like working in the service industry has taught me patience. I'm the most impatient person at heart. Oh my God. It's taught me patience. It's taught me grace. It's taught me how to be fake if I fucking need to. I mean, I get to practice my acting skills every day. Hello. Um, And then also from from a hobby perspective, I've gotten really into food and beverage. Mm -hmm. Like I love wine. I have, I haven't spoken, but I have a bookstagram as well. um, I read a lot. Yeah. I read a lot. I read 50 books last year. And I pair books and yeah, I, that's my hobby. And I pair books and wines together on my bookstagram. So now I have, the verbiage to talk about wine you know yeah. especially in relation to books which is like so random but like that's, that's a passion cool. project of mine that i wouldn't have if i didn't work in this in the service industry for the past what five years four yeah. four five years this year mm-hmm. yeah um i'm really grateful for that and like now when i once i leave i'll still have that hobby of knowing how to dine knowing what type of bottles to get like you know i think that the hobby is a lost art i think everyone should have things that yeah. they're interested in that are not their career mm-hmm. that's so boring like and it's such a such a shallow life like to lead a full life you have to have it rounded out with friends family community yeah. and stuff that you like mm-hmm. to do that you're not doing for money yeah. whether it's karate or reading or fucking hiking whatever it is you know hobby hobbies are so important yeah especially if you have a job that you know 70 80 hours a week like you need to have time for yourself you- to or else you're just, yeah. all you can do is work. Like think about work exactly. and just live, eat, breathe, work, which is not healthy for obvious it's reasons. It's not healthy. And, mm-hmm. you know, during that two month period where, you know, I didn't have anything, I was, you know, still interviewing and trying to secure something. And um, I ideally wanted to be back at a studio at, at Disney because I loved my experience at Disney. And uh, at the, I think it was the beginning of November, like the CEO at the time, Bob Chapek, like sent out this whole like mm-hmm. fucking memo. And he talking about like they didn't meet their quarterly projections or some shit, which basically resulted in company restructuring the company, hiring freezes, all that all that stuff. Mm. And at the time, I was interviewing for four different positions, and these were like offer stage. Like I had already met with the whole team for these, but like these were like offer stages. And then you know you're ghosted and and whatnot. And sure. um and then like two three weeks before Christmas, I got reached reached out to by my old team at Searchlight. And they're like, hey, like, we need help during award season. Would you be interested in temping? And again, that's just like another short-term project thing. And I was like, first of all, great money. Second of all, yes, I know now that, okay, when it comes to March, like, because my thing is just for um, through March. And so at least now I know, okay, this is when I can get money. And once Mm -hmm. that ends, if I don't have something lined up, I have money that can helped carry me over and again mm-hmm. I can go back to pursuing those things that um you know I'm 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 passionate about creative wise and I know this is also so basic but I also started TikTok <laughs> not basic, basic but like but like I don't know <laughs> it's just so like uh like I come out here and start TikTok but um I just love like the I mean, posting listen, editing good. like and it's fun like some of this content is fucking <laughs> hilarious it's fun uh, I love TikTok I I make them but like not like I make them casual. Like I see a dance and I, I do it with my brother yeah. or my mom or my yeah. dad or whatever. I don't like need that. But I thought, yeah. about, thought about making a TikTok for my books, to, my book content, mm-hmm. but I can't be bothered. I'm so busy. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> that's the other day. thing. Like I, I guess to point out, like I don't go into these projects or these, these creative um, passions of mine with an incentive to like monetize whatever, like this podcast, like 
I don't, right. I did I not come in and be saying. like, okay, I'm gonna make all this money. It's another stream uh, uh, income and same my TikTok. Like, you can go on my TikTok. I don't have a lot of followers. Like, <laughs> you you don't have to. If like, it I don't happens, have an ego. cool. But like, exactly. if not, you are exercising your creative mind, and so therefore, it's a win. Yeah, it's more a win for a win. me personally. Yeah, As and it should be. that's why I tell myself like, if it happens, great. Like, I would not be opposed. But if it sure. doesn't, like, that's fine. Like, I did not go and to this with the intent of blowing up or you gain all this money and from whatever all these projects it was just for me as a creative outlet as someone who just recently came out here not knowing anyone things to keep my you know creative juices flowing and so yeah so that's that's how I am now and oh my god girl award season is fucking it's fucking insane yeah like I goodness unofficially I guess was already doing stuff like pre-Christmas but this week I guess is my first like week and girl I'm tired mm -hmm. like, it's just like it's so I think what's so crazy is like award season is just what two three months like it's such short period of time like the because what so much January to March you got everything from mm -hmm. the Oscars Golden Globes Critic Choice Awards and then all these other award shows that like I never heard of <laughs> like and I'm not even talking about like Screen Guild or whatever I'm talking about like <laughs> compose or whatever or like you know like, I was like, what like, exactly yeah and you know I learned very quickly it's very logistical uh a logistical heavy role which I feel like could get obviously tedious um but I don't know it's obviously I would have great experience and this helps round me out and I guess be more attractive to companies or studios to say that I have this under my experience because even though it's not like a year two a year or two gig like it's still a validating experience for, I mean, in my opinion, because it's just like crazy hours and I'm just temping yeah. the agency too. So it doesn't, because outside of the award season, I'm not sure if I want to stay in the role because the role is very corporate. Like what outside is the role? So the, my title is publicity and awards coordinator. Gotcha. So basically okay. it's within the PR department at Searchlight at Disney. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously awards, part of that role because it's like two parts and so the awards part is during award season and the prep before that because like in the summer months it's it's very like chill obviously but it's like you have the emmys in september you know it's like starts to build yeah, up yeah right right um but i would say like in the down season or like i would probably say like post march pre-september like it's very like press releases mm. like all mm. those kind of stuff which i mean i did in high school and i did other internships and i think having that experience made me realize like I don't want to sit in a cubicle and do that like do that. Okay. for 40 whatever hours a week. Whereas the award stuff, like you have award shows and all these things and all the people that I can come across with um, during this short period and, um, you know, spread my name around. Because again, like it's all about making connections and who you know. And this gig, this short-term gig could get me to my next thing or maybe 100%. it could introduce me to someone that may know someone or, or whatnot. Um and I think another thing that I realized is 2023 for me, I want to really take content creation seriously. Like I, I'm saving for this camera because I want to start a YouTube channel. And mm. I don't know, I've just, I love content creation as, I don't want to say basic, but like, I feel like that's such like a a thing now, but um, that's something I've always loved. I've always loved creating presentations, iMovie, like all that shit when I was little. And I think to do it on a bigger platform would just be so cool. And I think for me to, you know, learn those technical skills and to adapt to that. And I mean, even with this podcast project, like I'm learning how to edit and mm. sound mixing, like all these things that 
I wouldn't have maybe got exposure to had I not started the project. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know, it's things I start thinking about knowing that this gig will be up in a couple months. Um, but I definitely want to, it's on my vision board, all this stuff I want to accomplish. Yes. And I don't know, I just really want to, I want to be true and honest with myself. Like, obviously, I could go the other other route and be like, okay, I need money. Like, I got to be stuck in this corporate whatever role for and get my 401k or, or whatever the fuck. As opposed to like, wait, like, let me take the non-traditional path and do what actually makes me happy. And it will come off authentic and get eventually get me to where I want to be professionally, creatively, whatnot. So I don't know. It's like epiphanies, I guess. <laughs> nice yeah but yeah I guess another question I have for you is what would you say is the best part about being an actor okay let's say this best part and most challenging the best part well the most challenging is get a fucking job I mean easy it's like and just having the motivation to keep going is Mm -hmm. so difficult because it's not even like abject rejection it's like radio silence you know Mm -hmm. um and you have no idea if they even watch your tape you don't know if yeah. your tape even works. Like, you know, you don't know if you're too tall, you're too short, you're too light, you're too skinny, you're too whatever. Mm-hmm. It's It has so much to do, like the lack of control for me is the most challenging. doesn't matter how hard you work, it doesn't actually matter, you know, Yeah. Um, with acting. But the best part, the most rewarding part is, um, is, I mean, maybe this is selfish, but it's like when you get your flowers, when it's like either literally mm-hmm. or you book something or you get to like share an exciting project with friends, family who have been rooting for you for your entire life. Yeah. That's what makes it worth it. Cause like I have, I have a huge support system, um, which I'm very grateful for. So when I get to be like, here's the thing that I did mm-hmm. and they're like proud of me, that's part. Aww. Yeah, for sure. No, I feel like that makes it all the worthwhile too. Cause I know I'm sure mm-hmm. there's so many people in your shoes that may not have this support that they yeah. need or want. Um, so I'm 100%. sure like that, that is so great. to so just like have in your back pocket. And yeah. I guess my last question for you is what would you say is like your dream goal or like, do you see yourself acting long-term? I know you said producing may, you know, be another interest or another pathway for you. I don't know if I have a specific dream anymore. I have I was so tunnel vision on acting for so long. I think it's been honestly quite limiting to my growth as a person. Um, mm. And while I love acting, yeah. I'm still acting. I'm still <laughs> auditions and do the whole shebang. Yeah. Um, I'm letting go of the reins a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm really liking this produce producing track, um, and. I think ideally, I have an ideal life. I don't have an ideal job, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay, wait, what's so, your ideal life? My ideal life is I have family, community around me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if kids are in that, but, you know, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, a partner, my parents are preferably close or here. Um, my My community, again, friends and family. I have the freedom to continue my hobbies, but have a job that is, financially viable for me to live in goddamn Los Angeles and it's it yeah. is some sort of creative mixed with 
like having more control. So like mm -hmm. with as an actor until you get to the point where again, you're producing, you mm -hmm. don't have any control. So yeah. I think ideally I would love to have some kind of like producing track that leads me to, oh yeah, I'll just do a role in my friend's <laughs> thing here and there, you know, yeah. like, like yeah. truly like people can come to me with whatever they need, whether it's writing, directing, acting or producing. And like, I'm just like, I'm your girl. Like I want to, I mean, I want to content create, I want to be in media. Um, mm -hmm. I just haven't quite figured out the specific track yet. And I don't know if I need to, or if it will come to me when it comes, I have a feeling mm -hmm. it's the latter. No. Yeah. And I, you know, this is the industry where one path can take you down something else and there's multiple paths exactly. can get you to your end goal, not just one path. Whereas so many other industries, it's, that's not the case. If you want to be a lawyer, doctor, like you got to follow like the same thing that everyone else does. Exactly. And I think the most exciting stories, like as I've been talking with people that are in different industries, mm -hmm. like there are people like you who are like, I was PR and I did PR all college. Cool. Yeah. Also, you're like 21, 22, like sure. I know. Then there's I know. people that are older <laughs> that are like, oh, I majored in business, but then I met someone at a bar and then, you know, it's like these kind of stories. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And they make like, they're, now they're like super successful in another path. And I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm 26. I just turned 26. And it's like, this is the time where it's like, you know, quarter life crisis. And my brain and my values are starting to shift. And mm -hmm. I think what you put out to the world is what you get back. And like, that's mm -hmm. the kind of energy I'm putting out there. I'm getting back all sorts of random shit. I just don't know how it's going to all piece together yet, but it's yeah. really exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. I think that is the most exciting part about being out in LA and in the industry. And honestly, I... I think you're going to be great. Like, I cannot Thank wait you. to see your name. And just like for people to just know who Sydney is, like not just like, hey, read it on a project or in the credits as a producer acting, but to walk down the street and overhear a conversation, be like, oh my God, did y'all see the that new Sydney show? Or did you guys see that new production, that creative thing? Like whatever that Sydney Thank Phillips you. is doing like or invested in like that. I think that's when you know you made it. Like not necessarily making billions of dollars, but when people... When you're respected within your respect industry. Respect and recognize, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm not interested in fame. That sounds miserable. No. But I am interested in that. Like, like yeah. people within the circle know. And they're like, you know, we should get Sydney on this project. She's really helpful. That's yeah. what I want. But whatever I'm helpful in, I'll, I'll, I, I, one thing about me, I'm going to do something 110%. Yeah. So that's my work ethic precedes me. And I hope that that will come back in, in whatever ways it needs to as I... Yes. I was like, age. <laughs> well, Into my late 20s. <laughs> um, send me uh, that info again on your, your the play that you're producing. I would love oh, to obviously go and spread the word. And I'll include it in all like captions or descriptions and stuff as well. So people know where to get tickets, where it is, all that kind of stuff. So if you want to just send that over my way, I'd be happy to promote in any way I can. Like, because I want to support. I'm, I'm support supporting people um that's all we have just supporting have. Each, each other, other truly yeah. i appreciate you um i appreciate you too girl uh so thank you for coming on today's episode and yeah. for the listeners as always you can catch episodes of let's chat with zach on sundays on apple spotify anchor podcast platforms like leave a review uh drop a comment tell me what you think was the vibe and i'll see you guys in the next one thanks sydney thank you thanks guys bye <laughs>